We have some special guests in the studio and on the phone, some really compelling stuff, and a keynote speaker that's going to be right here in the area telling his story. But first, the person that brings these great interviews and folks to town is Shelly Klingerman from Project Never Broken. Shelly, uh, last time we talked, it was the big event. It went well. Good to see you again. Good to see you. Thanks for always inviting me in, Kevin. Well, it's always something important or definitely something compelling, and it all involves around law enforcement. And uh, you have a special tie with your brother, and that's where this Project Never Broken started. And these events and these things that you put together are awesome. And today we're focusing on a gentleman who's, well, he's a retired undercover FBI operative. You can call him an author as well. He's been featured all over dozens of newspapers online, and he's got a book out that is just, I can't wait to talk about. It's uh, Giovanna Rocco is with us today. We'll talk about his book. Giovanna, thanks for spending a few moments with us today. Good morning. Good morning, Kevin. How are you? Doing great. This book looks like probably one of the most compelling books I've seen uh, in, in a long time. I've yet to be able to read it yet. Why don't you tell us, I guess, a little bit. You you were undercover for like three years, and that to me and to the regular person, doing that and living two separate lives and bringing down a mafia family, basically, is just it sounds like a movie, but that is something that you literally lived. I did. I lived that, that particular case. I lived for uh, about two and a half years and about just shy of three years to completion. And uh, yeah, it was a, it was probably the most stressful point in my career. Um, I worked a lot of cases throughout my career, 26 27 years, but that was the most difficult and complex. I, I can't, I, I can't even fathom that. And we want to remind folks the name of the book, Giovanni's Ring, My Life Inside the Real Sopranos. And when you think Sopranos, I know there's people that are into that genre of movies and shows, but then when you think, well, wait a minute, some of this stuff is based on real life, then wait a minute, there's a guy that lived it and uh, is here today to tell some of those tales. Uh, that's basically you, correct? It is, it is. I'm, I'm a Jersey kid. I grew up in that life. I'm familiar with the, the, the life of organized crime and, and how it was uh, It was paramount in my neighborhood where I grew up in Jersey. And then uh, to live it, to actually live a, uh, a Soprano series, the, you know, it was very... It was very Soprano-esque, the life that I lived every day in the Mafia. So the two definitely crossed over. Now, today, we're, we're you know, you're looking back on that side of your life. But today, it's your mission for mental health with law enforcement, you know, that, that go through, well, the type of situation you did. I can't imagine living a completely separate life than, well, all right, nine to five, now I'm going to go home to the family. You know, I mean, to me, that just, <laughs> I don't see how you could do that just in your mind. Uh, uh, that uh, it's just amazing to me. Uh, how did you shut it off and then turn it back on like that? Well, I, I mean, it, it's something where I thought I had control of it, but at the end, you really never do, Kevin. Um, and as a first responder, I'm trained to deal with trauma. And uh, but doing undercover work and deep undercover work is is much more complex. It's it requires a lot more training, which I was I was fortunate to have. And then when I had that training, I had to understand my own personal trauma and my emotional um, boundaries and how it affected my life every day. But this is something that first responders, police officers, and firefighters, and they live every single day. That transference of trauma and repeated trauma is something that we go through every day. So, you know, it's just on a more, like I said, a more complex platform, uh, the undercover world is. But something that guys live with every day. Um, to come home after a traumatic event that you see as a patrolman and to come home and what you see as an undercover, it's very similar. 
It's, uh, I think, the everyday person that, you know, I can speak for Brooke and, and myself. We respect uh, all that law enforcement, what they do and, and how they take care of us. But I, I think to take it to a next level of what they go through personally in these uh, intense situations, no matter what it is, it, it, it's hard for us to comprehend. I think this is why after, you know, reading a, a little bit about what you've done, uh, your life in law enforcement, and then now you're talking about it and helping others, I think is incredible. It kind of opens my eyes a little bit. And I know you're going to be here, uh, a keynote speaker here in town. I want to remind folks, December 7th, and you're going to be at the Vigo County Historic Museum. And that's right off of Wabash Avenue. Proceeds benefit Project Never Broken. So encourage folks to, to, they can get tickets to go see you. Now, what are some of the things you're going to be chatting about? I'm sure you're going to hit on a little bit of your background, but uh, I, I'm sure it's uh, it's an interesting conversation coming from your, uh, your life and experiences. Yeah, they want to hear, everybody wants to hear a great mob story, right? <laughs> right. Um, you know, and this this one happens to have a lot of turns and curves and some uh, very emotional pitfalls along the way. Some things that I, I came close to probably losing my own life at, in, at certain times. So I'll share some of those stories as well. And then again, to make, you know, just to give folks the understanding of the, you know, preparedness and prevention, we need to be there to support law enforcement and the efforts that people like Shelly are doing with Project Never Broken, you know, keeping her brother Greg's memory alive and, and uh, the work that he's still carrying on, right? Even though he's not with us anymore, he's always there in our, our memories and our thoughts and prayers. But, you know, he's his sister, he's living through his sister now, doing some great work with Project Never Broken, just to let them know that we're here to support them. Very well said. You know, I'm so proud of Shelly in so many ways, and, and uh, I know her brother would be so proud of the legacy that he has due to her hard work, and it's definitely passion that's that's doing this, and, and the, that's why I, I told her, I go, Shelly, you got an open door in here anytime, and I'm going to hear about these events because in return, it's going to help out more law enforcement heading into the future, so I encourage you, and Shelly, real quick before we talk any further, uh, how do you recommend recommend people getting involved in this and how can they uh, be a part of this December 7th? Yeah, tickets will be on sale. Um, they're on sale now. You can go uh, to our Facebook page. It's posted there. Okay. Um, it will also be posted on our website. Excellent. Um, if you do see a flyer hanging around town or you pass one, there's actually a QR code that you can scan and, and register right then and there. It's that easy. It Very good. Easy. Uh, of course, uh, we'll be playing uh, our conversation on the air, but we'll have the full podcast up at MyMixFM.com. We will have links available. I encourage you to take a listen, uh, get to know this story, why, of course, uh, Giovanni's coming to town. It's a very important reason, and you can just link up and get tickets that way as well, so no excuse. You know, uh, when, when I think of this story, I think of, you know, being a family guy. You, you go home at night. Um, was there ever a situation where you were at home and then you had to switch gears and go back into mob mode, I guess? Was there ever a situation like that? There were a couple of those, Kevin, and I will share them at the event that night, not to, as a teaser, but yeah, there's some. There was one particular one, and I won't go too in-depth, but I was at a, a soccer game for my daughter, and uh, I came across a guy from another crime family. Oh. And here I was, I was off-duty, spending some time by myself, having some family time of my own, and oh, um, the, two, the two different lives had crossed paths in a bad way. Fortunately, I survived it, and my family did as well, um, but again, it's, you know, it took a lot of mental and emotional tolls on me. Oh, so I'll I, speak about those and how I mitigated them. Yeah, that's, it makes me sweat thinking about that situation. <laughs> I got to be honest with you. I don't think I could do that. I think I would personally crumble. There would be a point. It's like, oh, my God, I'm at my daughter's soccer game and there's so and so over there. Oh, my gosh. It's just that, that's amazing. It's just some compelling stuff. And you live through it. And you said something earlier. You know, everybody loves a good mob movie or a good mob story. That's true. I mean, I was addicted to The Sopranos. You know, I, I watched all those shows and, and it's compelling 
compelling stuff. But then, you know, those are shows. You can turn them off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah two and a half years, right. you couldn't turn it off, could you? It's easy to forget that they're real. I know. I, I mean, and there's a... It's hard, especially when you come home. You come home and, and they're playing The Sopranos on HBO. And, uh, you know, yeah, it's difficult to unplug. No kidding. It's like, all right, I'm finally away from it. I'm with my family. And then you hear the theme to The Sopranos. You're like, gosh, man, there's no way around it. Well, I have the utmost respect for what you've done in all law enforcement that we don't even hear about. Uh, Your book is available where you talk about these stories and and everything. And that's available on your website. It's really easy to get. That's the next thing I'm going to do after talking to you. How is it uh, after all this is said and done, you're looking in the rearview mirror of your experiences. You're now passing on your help to help out other law enforcement. Did you think you'd ever write a book? Did you ever think you'd be where you're at right now? No, and I also speak about that in my presentations. I never thought in my, in my wildest dreams I would be where I am at this point in my life. Um, it was difficult for me to retire. I didn't know what my next chapter was going to be, but you know, when one door opens, another, you know, when one door closes, another opens, and uh, I've been blessed because this was a healing part for me. You know, being there for others, being there for other law enforcement, and just teaching them about trauma and how to identify it. You know, it's really redefined me and who I am. I could definitely see that. And, and I, 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 my hat's off and I tip the hat to you and, and all law enforcement that can go through this. And then at the end of the day, help others as they're maybe just now getting into it or they don't know how to deal with it. And they're in the middle of it. Maybe a conversation or a few words from someone that has been through it can mean the world. Wouldn't you agree, Shelley? Yeah, I would. And I think another thing that Giovanni will hit on is the toll it takes on family. Oh, I mean, I yes, imagine. he lived I can't a very, imagine. you know, stressful, traumatic life, but that also, you know, bleeds over over into the family and since getting involved in this I have since been exposed and educated and enlightened as to the toll it takes on spouses yeah, it's a, it's a full, and I would assume in your situation, Giovanni, I mean, your family have no idea what you're doing at work. So, I mean, that's, that's work, that stuff you're, you're, so that's just so, so crazy to me. They have no idea what harm you're in probably every day. I can only imagine when you got those calls, when it was your off time, you were probably wondering if they wanted to meet, is this the last time? Is this my goodbye to the family? As I walk out the door, I, I could only imagine you had numerous situations like that. Oh, yes, Kevin. I've had numerous. Unfortunately, I've had numerous ones. Uh, and Shelly's right. It's that transference of trauma and the family not knowing where you are, not knowing what situation you're in at the at the current time when you're when you're deployed. Right. It's lack of a better term. You're deployed where you're on duty. And yeah, they're worrying. They're sitting at home worrying if this is the last time they said goodbye to you. And I've, I've been in several situations where I'm I'm looking, I'm trying to look at what a guy's saying to me. I'm trying to look at his face while he's speaking to me and threatening to chop me up into pieces. And then I'm thinking, did I kiss my kids goodbye? Did I say my last goodbyes? Is everything, are my affairs in order? Um, and nobody should ever live a life like that, but that's the life of a, when you walk out to serve your community, that's what a first responder does. That's always in the back of your brain. So um, that's a, that transference of trauma and the vicarious trauma that our family suffers as well. Like Shelly said, it's a huge thing to be addressed and they need as much training as the, the responder does. You know, I, I, I love how you're putting this and laying this out there because it opens the eyes to many of us that, that might be not aware of really. It's, you know, that's one thing Shelly has done for me is, you know, up my respect for law enforcement, which I've always had, but open my eyes to, wait a minute, they don't, it's just not punching a clock. So by raising awareness for our law enforcement, I think that's stellar and, and, and one, two, what we can do to make their lives and their families better going forward. That's, that's awesome too. So we appreciate that you're doing that. Now, I 
can only ask, and it's because this is just so compelling to me. They're at the end of this when, when okay, two and a half years, you've been undercover building a case, and it's the mafia, I've got to say. I mean, this is the mafia. What was it like getting to know, I mean, two and a half years with these people, you have to become close to them. So when this wraps up, you're seeing all them go away. That There has to be some weird mixed emotions there. Oh, there are, without a doubt. And I speak about it in the book. I'm very raw when I share my emotions about that oh. um, portion of it. Yeah, it's close. You're becoming close to a target, somebody you know that you know could possibly go to jail for the, the acts that they're committing with you. But then when you're deep cover, it's a different level. You're meeting, I'm meeting your nieces, your nephews, your wife, your, your significant other, and I'm being introduced as family. And, you know, this wasn't just a crime family. It's a cultural thing. Right. Um, the mob is a very cultural thing. The Italian culture is Italian-American culture. And I was sucked yes. right into that. Um, but yeah, it was it was a difficult thing to unplug from. I, I want to be there to hear this. It's, it's some compelling stuff. So I encourage folks that are listening, learn more about you, your book, and, and of course, be a part of this December 7th, 630 to 830, Vigo County Historic Museum. It's right off Wabash. Now, Shelly, there's some other things going on throughout the day, too. So it's a full event that is so worthy to law enforcement and their family and, and people to, to learn more about this, right? Yeah, so we're also going to be doing two workshops for uh, first responders, military and their significant other okay um it's basically surviving the job stress trauma and substance abuse in law enforcement that is only available to those families okay but it's the important work that we're doing um, we are definitely want to share you know giovanni's story with the public but mm-hmm. our mission and we're in executing on our mission is boldly supporting law enforcement through hope help and healing and this is absolutely right in line with our our mission and i think what is just so what i'm so drawn to is giovanni was here for that law enforcement conference that we spoke about earlier um i witnessed heads nodding and as he said he's very honest transparent you know quote unquote vulnerable when he tells his story um you know, when you hear his story, we all hear he is a very tough guy, but he's also human. Yeah. And that is what we are trying to bridge is that you can be tough um, and you are also a human. So the expectations that we have of some of these law enforcement and, and first responders and military, quite frankly, um, we have to understand their perspective in order to really help. Learn and help. Yeah. Right. And, and, you know, it was also mentioned earlier um the families wonder and what i am learning and giovanni correct me if i'm wrong but many of these individuals men and women want to protect their families from what is truly going on in society so they don't want to talk about it but as a wife when you come home or a significant other the first thing you want to do is talk about their day right it puts them in a really difficult position to intentionally trying to shield their family from the bad that is happening but that's truly how you process some of this stuff as you talk about it and they don't really they're kind of caught in a catch-22 yeah. yeah so giovanni i don't know you can you can draw on that thread if you want no shelly you, you hit it right on the head i mean it's that repeated exposure the fear of coming home and you know the the difficult strain that it puts on a relationship when a when a spouse comes when a responder comes walking through the door and you can see that they're just mentally physically drained about an event they just suffered or or lived through or we're exposed to, and they don't want to share that at that moment. So it's, right. um, 
And like you said, they want to shield. I know I remember I wanted to shield my kids from all the violence and the, the hor- horrific things I saw along my way. But when you do that, you're just pushing it down, and you're not sharing it with anybody. See, with the, when I was operational with the government, I had to go for mental health checks every six to nine months to operate. When I was a first responder, I didn't have that. I didn't need to do that, you know. Um, but I wish I had it early in my career because the, the repeated exposure and painful things that I've seen and it affects your sleep. You have an erratic uh, sleep pattern. You're not sleeping at night. You're just not. You, you start to medicate yourself, right? Some right. people go in the way of over-the-counter medications. Maybe they'll start drinking a little bit to go to sleep, and then that one drink turns into four, and before you know it, you're, you have a substance abuse problem. All because you don't want to share these things with other people, because you're afraid to lose your position as as an operative, as a law enforcement officer. You put. You know, we call it the rubber gun squad. You don't want to be put on the rubber gun squad because that affects your family and, and all your uh, your ability to provide for them. So, yeah, there's a lot of stress that comes with it. And uh, ultimately, it affects every relationship. And the family needs to be aware of what the responder is going through as well. So that's what our trainings do, hopefully. It's a slippery slope of emotions that, man, you have to just keep it in. It just And it's just however you can process it. And they can even, like you said, you know, trying to push that away or to numb those feelings. You can go down a bad road, but you just keep on going. It's, it's unbelievable. So, I mean, I look at you and some of these folks that speak about their experiences to help other law enforcement pioneers because this was so needed so long ago. But it just, with anything good comes with time. And uh, I, I know I speak for so many people that appreciate what you do to help others. And and so that's why I encourage you for this full day of some incredible speakers. Please go and link up with Project Never Broken on Facebook. Go to the website. Now, let me ask you, because we want to keep you all day, all this stuff you can find that we're talking about in your book. And uh, uh, of course, when you talk and when you come to town December 7th. So we can't have you give out too much stuff. But is there any advice? There's maybe some law enforcement listening to this. And they're, they're right in the midst of what we're talking about, but maybe like you said, they don't want to maybe not even talk about it because they don't want to lose their job or they don't want to appear to be weak. I mean, what is just a couple of words you would tell somebody in law enforcement right now that would be listening that uh, they should do first off? Um, in law enforcement, especially where we are, we live a life of preparedness. We prepare for an event. We train. We train for physical altercations and we never train for the mental portion of it, though. So you need to really invest in yourself. That's my, my, my message would be invest in yourself. And if you invest in yourself, you're investing in your family unit. So just be aware. Um, try to find out as much as you can about your own mental health, what you can do to be more emotionally prepared, emotionally intelligent, and you can communicate effective with those around you. That's the biggest thing. Share your feelings. Don't don't push them down. Don't suppress them. That's, I think, some fantastic advice, don't you think, Shelley? I do. The, get this book. Learn more, uh, of course, uh, about his incredible life. And uh, you can go to GiovanniSRing.com. Uh, the book is called Giovanni's Ring, My Life Inside the Real Sopranos. Some compelling stuff. And the end result, of course, is helping other law enforcement at this uh, event coming up December 7th, 630 to 8. 30. Check out all the speakers and everything, and it's all for law enforcement. I can't thank you enough, Shelly, for all that you're doing with Project Never Broken. Uh, you're helping out so many folks, and, and uh, Giovanni, thank you so much for uh, all that you've been doing. We look forward to you coming to town. We encourage people to check out your website and to learn more about you and your book. I can't wait to see you speak coming up December 7th. It's going to be a, a, a wonderful evening, and, and thanks for taking a few moments with us today. We so appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Kevin. I really appreciate it, and please come on out, support us, and support Shelly project never broken and i'm looking forward to speaking i'll see you out there